What do you actually have to do to achieve the life that you want to live? That is a stupid question because most people have no fucking idea what life they want to live. They've never mapped out their goals. They don't know where they want to be in five years, let alone five months. These questions are the reason why I've went on this journey. I didn't want to be jockeying the desk. I did not want to be working for somebody else. So I went ahead and created the life or a life where I didn't have to do that. Now, does it always work? No, it's fucking hard. But that's why I'm creating the content that I'm creating today. And that's why I'm bringing you this episode because it's important. And this is what I did. I only tell you what works for myself or my clients. This has worked for me. And this is the story about how my job paid me to quit and then how that forced me to go off on my own and start a business. So please enjoy part one of this episode with my friend, Darren Lee. So let's start really with some of your background, right? So I've been on your podcast, which was sick, and it was a really good opportunity to go deep on kind of that. And then I learned, as we mentioned earlier, that you're 20 fucking three years old, man, and you've been pushing so hard. Like, I, I, when I was 23, I was just out getting pissed all the time. I was just thinking about my next vacation, thinking about just going out, thinking about traveling, you know, but you've been super, super focused, man, on that for so long. Um, how has it been? Like, how does it, how, how is it for you on a daily basis? Yeah, I want to say thanks for coming on my podcast, too. I really do appreciate that. Fantastic uh, interview there. Really got into some great topics. Um, but yeah, I've I've been, like, a, I, like I said off camera, man, I really, like, just didn't i don't feel like i sacrificed a lot um i just feel like i just have been doing what i wanted to do like that's all like you can look at it like oh i missed out on enjoying myself or partying or stuff like that like Mm -hmm. i did all that in high school i was the person (laughs) like me and my friend group in high school were like the ones who like if there was no party at our because our school was so small so there was like we would have to throw the parties and if there wasn't one then we would go to a different high school and go party with them and until we got kicked out or whatever like i got all that out when i was 16 17 and all my friends were older than me so they would drive me around so like it did so i basically had like years of just not doing whatever i want getting high every day going to school high like um you know partying on the weekends like all that stuff like i got that all that out so then When I come to graduation, when most of my friends go away to college, now I'm here by myself. I've never been alone, just me, without my support network, right, of people to be like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? So that was a pretty big shift. Um, And I really see that as a pretty pivotal moment where I could have gone one to two ways. Like I could have gone, I could have wasted a lot of time with people that are really good people, but just really were just wasting time or i could have gone on this solo journey mission to figure out me and so that is more that's the direction i went thank god thank because of the joe rogan experience because of sam harris because of tim ferris because of um all of these great minds that i had access to and i said this on a on a podcast that I'm releasing on Monday and I'm like, I don't look like my Netflix is podcasts. Like my Netflix is listening and watching podcasts. Like when I think about how am I going to relax? Like people, like I think about pouring a little glass of whiskey, like not, I don't even do on the rocks anymore, man, just straight. 
and I just mm-hmm. listen to or watch a podcast about aliens or something like mm-hmm. that's my relaxation. Like I don't need to go out. I don't need a party. I can just be in with my girlfriend. Like maybe I'll convince her to watch a podcast, you know, or if easy. I'm with her, take it easy or I'll watch a movie, but I don't watch movies on my own. I literally listen to music and I watch podcasts, but I've been doing this for five years now. So mm-hmm. like, I don't have that is my downtime. My downtime is also related to the thing that I do every day, every week, which is helping people start podcasts in my own podcast. So it's really been like I went down the personal mission route. Not I'm not saying it's better because, who you know, it's the <laughs> end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Like people, everybody. I just don't feel like I sacrificed this large amount of time or anything like that. And I also feel like I've done way less than I've done. I think because everybody will tell me that I've done all this stuff and I'm like, I don't look at how you look at it. Right. I get you, man. But you know, what's interesting there is the fact that like, I think everyone has those moments whereby they're young, dumb, getting up to stupid shit. And usually people lean on it as a crutch. Like they just use it as, Oh, you know, fall back. Kind of like pattern behavior mindset. So like when you did it, when you're 16, 17, 18, it was fine for you. And for me, I was slightly older probably 22, 23, I was getting it out of my system. So at that point, then I was partying a bit, but I was still getting things around and trying to get things done. And then I figured out, okay, this is what I want to do. Uh, and a lot of people will use this younger element of, uh, oh, just just sticking with it. And I think what's very interesting here right, is if you ever analyze when people come out of university or come out of school, there's a certain amount of people that will always hang on to the school mentality. They'll always hang on to, you know, when they're in high school or when they finish university and they hang on to university. Some of them even hang around to university parties. When for me, and sounds like for you, that, you know, you just cut it. You say, that was great, great experience. What's the next thing? And move on to the next thing. And you were very lucky to find your kind of quote unquote passion. But for a lot of people, it's just about trying new shit, doing new shit, you know, getting, getting out there, getting a feel of the world. But if you turn that off and if you don't if you don't let yourself commit to it, you're going to be 28, 29, man, smoking weed, drinking, taking drugs, doing all the stupid shit with, you know, less opportunity, less money, less everything. Yeah. A friend of mine said, like, when you went to, away to college, because I went to community college for two years, went away to college for two and a half years after. He said, when you went away to college, you were already set. Like, he was like basically trying to tell me that I already got through the college, you know, blow your, you know, whatever, all your time on partying mindset. Yeah. Whereas I did because I had two years of downtime to figure myself out. Whereas people went right from high school, right into the partying, right into the shit. Right. And so when I got to college, I was meal prepping every meal. I was training on a schedule. You know, I was, I didn't have everything dialed in. But I had two years of meditation consistently, right? Like not two full years of meditation, but learning that, you know, reading four hour work week, all these different things. You know, I went there with a mindset that usually doesn't come till you have some sort of awakening of like, holy shit, I'm still doing my college habits, right? And that or, doesn't- Or like, you hate or, your job so much. You know, that's the or you hate thing. Job so, yeah, exactly. So, and I never had a job that really that I hated, right? So I always had jobs that I enjoyed. So my mindset was I could always get a job that, that, that fits me because I've always 
not every job was perfect, but I never had a job where I really despised it. And so I never, I, that would never have been an option for me mm-hmm. to, to either go, to go either of those routes, the job that sucks for the money or the part of your life away. I was already on a good path when I got to a university. So any temptation, I remember going to one party, man. And I was there, or I might've went to like, I think I went to two. I went to two. And uh, no, I went to one fraternity meeting. And then I went to like, I was kidding myself, dude. Why was I even wasting my time? But I went to one fraternity meeting and I went to one party. The fraternity meeting was just guys like, he was like, this is a personal. And he's smoking a whole blunt down to, you know, by himself. And I'm like, all right, these are not my people, man. Like, I'm I'm out of my element, you know. And then I went to one party and I lasted like 25 minutes. And I'm like, everybody here is no, but there's nobody here I can have a real conversation with. And yeah. um, no, I know a lot of those guys and I like a lot of those guys, but, uh, you know, different levels, I'm, right? And man, let's, let's actually chat about that in terms of like influences. Like, so for what you're doing now, what has been some of like the, the biggest influences? I know you messaged like, or you mentioned like Joe Rogan and, and the Tim Ferriss for this. But for me, like there's the who influences me and who definitely doesn't influence me. And I, I've had those conversations when I was younger too. Like I remember sitting around like 7 a.m. sessions or whatever and looking around and just being like, I am nowhere like similar to these people at all. No. Not saying that I'm superior in any way, not at all. Right. But what I'm trying to say is that we just, we just don't have similarities. Mm-hmm. So for me to do things that aren't, aligned to who i am my interests my hobbies what i want to do where i want to go to my career it's just it's just a direct misalignment whereas for me like you know i was that fucking dude man that was watching the tim listening to tim ferris podcast I remember i was always telling uh, my roommates and they were like what the fuck are you doing they you I, there's no way they could sorry to jump in but like that experience of trying like my my friends haven't gone tim ferris that's way too far for them They've they've done Joe Rogan in the last few mm-hmm. years, and they're understanding that, and they're telling me, "Have you seen this, dude? I've seen all of them, right?" <laughs> so, like, I feel you exactly what you're saying. It's it's like mm-hmm. you haven't reached the level. It's okay. It takes a while. <laughs> but but even at that, it was like you know you're the kind of weirdo that's listening to those types of things. And I remember one of the first. Pod, and I know this isn't just about a podcasting like podcast, but one of the biggest kind of influences around that was. What is that? Um, what is that plugin that's with with uh, Shopify? Is it not Survey Monkey? Something Monkey, the the one that does all the email lists. Yeah, Mailchimp. 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 One of the first podcasts I ever listened to that really changed my mind on just like drive and determination and just like getting shit done. And this was mainly about getting shit done. Was listening to I think it was him and uh, SaaS yeah, I, company. I, I forget his name, but I've definitely listened to that one too. He was working as an accountant, I think. Okay, I'm gonna fuck this up, but this is my this is my analogy of anyway. This is my explanation. He's working as an accountant. He hated his life. I was working for a company at the time, which I hated as well. And he came home and he did that uh, moonlight shift. So he'd come back, smash some food, go to the gym, work six to two. He did it for so long. He just kept on, kept on going. And he said that like when the sales started coming in, and this is when he got so like into it. And man, for me, like even like now, like I actually get like tingles when I think about this stuff. I'm so fascinated by how someone can just build something and people will just pay for it. And they're just, you're, it's, it's in the world and, and it has value for people and people enjoy it and they're leaving good reviews. Like that to me yeah. is just like what like drives me 24-7, like every single day. And that's what my influences are. It's not the fact that I just look at a single person or a single 
you know, fintech influencer or social media influencer or whatever. It's just this kind of concoction of what can be produced when you just commit to something. And you put discipline, you put order, you put a bit of chaos in there too. And that's what you can get from it. And online, you do, who knows who's doing what, right? Imagine, think about LinkedIn, dude. Think about the gurus. Think about the people who know that they think they're a guru, but don't say it, but they think they are. And because they have a following, because they're good at building a following, there's so many people giving advice on things that we have no idea if they're actually doing these things. We have no clue. The only ones that are real are the ones that are that, right? And I one that comes to mind for me is the founder of CD Baby. Are you familiar with CD Baby? CD Baby, are you familiar with DistroKid? No, any no, of these? No. So CD Baby, so this is, if you right now, Darren Lee, I'm gonna, I'm a rapper. I'm gonna release a song, right? You would go to CD Baby or DistroKid or one of these. It's basically a distributor. So whatever you use for your podcast, it's the same thing for music, right? So whatever that brings it to all the platforms. The founder of CD Baby, he couldn't figure out how to, he di- he needed, there was like gatekeepers, right? And to get his CD on the internet, this was like back when, this was like 96 or something like that. So he's like, why don't I just figure out how to get it on the internet? He got his CD on the internet, dude. And other bands were like, how'd you get your CD on the internet? He's like, I just did it myself. They're like, what? They're like, can you do it for us? Right? Similar to the MailChimp scenario. It's just, I created this thing and then it started coming and growing and growing. Those stories are the ones that similar to what you took Mm -hmm. away from that story. Those stories are the ones that I resonate with. So now down the line, when you're creating content on LinkedIn every day, I'm creating content on Instagram and LinkedIn every day, right? I can see through a lot of it. Like I can, I know if you don't have a MailChimp CD baby, um, you know, acquisition.com, Alex Ramosi, a, you know, micro acquire, any of these guys, if you don't have this story, then I like, if the lack of the context leads me to believe like, this is just something you're doing for a following. Right. And so yeah. it, when you talk influences, there's a lot of kind of mcdonald's influences right there's a lot of mcdonald's influencers out there but the mailchimp and the cd baby guys those are a freaking you know uh tomahawk steak man with like just the asparagus (laughs) on the side you know because but it takes a while to learn those lessons from them because you got to sit there and listen to the whole story and figure out Mm -hmm. how they built it and all that stuff so when you mention like influencers and influences, there's a lot of McDonald's guys out there. They're, they're a dime a dozen. They're everywhere. They've built a following. It looks really good, right? It looks really good. But there's people that are behind the scenes that don't post every day who are real masters who once in a while come out on a podcast and actually talk about it. And you even see like the Chris Walkers of, of the LinkedIn world, right? These are influencers. They didn't build their business off of LinkedIn. They mm-hmm. they didn't. They didn't. Like a hundred percent. I know. Like they like just him for an example. I'm not bashing him at all. I'm just saying like there's LinkedIn here and then there's business. 
and you can zoom get zoomed in on these little facets on like you might be in the LinkedIn community now, but that's point zero 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 one of the bigger picture or mm -hmm. in the Instagram community. Like these guys just figured out a lane and stuck with it. Right. And some of them are legit. Some of them are not. But like it's really that the stories of the male chimps and CD babies to come back to that, to wrap it up, like those are the ones that I also have really taken a lot more value from. Like if I just see your LinkedIn post of how you grew this thing, like it's kind of obvious to us now, since we've seen so many, the ones that are like those 10 year stories yeah. and the ones that are just built to follow. Exactly. Man, because I think it's like those ones, like the micro acquire. So if anyone doesn't know, this guy, Andrew Gazeki, I forget his surname. He wrote a great article on yourself, which we're going to get into in, in a while as well. You know, these guys are just like startup founders who are just hungry as fuck, who are literally just in a basement. That's literally like 200 quid a month. And they're just like building, building, building software. And I think when it gets to something like software in particular, which is something that I'm, you know, I work in, in product, I work in startups. Well, it's a scale up, I would say, but, you know, there's so much time that needs to go into the building, like the actual building aspect of tech stack, UI, front end, customer experience, all that kind of stuff, right? That as a result, you can't be on these platforms talking shit. However, for service-based companies or our operations, like what we do, right, on the side, so if we're doing consulting, coaching, all-in-one packages, agency packages, and stuff like this, you do... Well, you do and you don't need to have that forefront. There's two models. There's mm -hmm. the agency model whereby, as we discussed before, you're getting a shitload of emails and you're just outbound, outbound, outbound. Or you do kind of what I do, which is more LinkedIn side of it. And then you look for inbound opportunities. But it's, and it's not about the grass is always, you know, it's not about like the grass is always greener. Like I look at this context sometimes and I'm like, oh, is there something else I could be doing? Whatever. And, you know, you always, there's always that to and fro. Mm -hmm. But, you know, to wrap up on this point, I just think that like, you know, when you do see someone who's a service-based business, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's successful to your point. There is no fucking hiding behind software. And if someone releases a startup or releases a SaaS product, you can go on and just check it out. You can see if it's shit. You can see if there's no reviews, you know? So that's why like tech companies don't get away with it as much, I think. Whereas you can be a, you know, a quote unquote entrepreneur and, and sell shit on the internet and make no sales. Because making sales is hard, man. And getting clients, things like this is very tough, man. So even do you want to speak about that a small bit in terms of like how you started podcast principles and like mm -hmm. what, what are some of the struggles you had in the beginning? Yeah, so I started my, this business, so to say, I'm still a freelancer. I don't have an LLC. Like I, I ver I'm still verifying my concept. Um, and so I put a name to it, right? Like I call it podcast principles. There's a concept behind it. We have a system, we have everything. Right. Um, but we're still in that. I still see us in uh, kind of towards the end of dialing in the entire entirety of our business and our offer. Um, but the, and that's where we are now. But if we take it back, look at February, 2020, I leave my startup marketing job. Um, it was a job that it was the first podcast I did for somebody else. They didn't understand content. They, they sent 3000 cold emails a week because they had no client retention and they would get a $30,000 contract, live on that, blow it after six months, basically delivered barely any of the results that they, that they guaranteed. And then they would 
send 3,000 more cold emails and grab somebody else, right? And so it went bankrupt, thank God, right? They had to restart the bit, thank God. Um, and But this was a great learning experience for me because they were like, hey, come in and make content. And I'm like, okay, I'll do everything for the podcast. And then I'm like, I'm doing the podcast but you're posting it to a page that has botted followers. Like nobody's seeing this. Nobody's engaging. Uh, just send more cold emails, right? Like the podcast idea was great, but there was no execution because the belief system wasn't there in terms of what organic content can do. So I left that. They put me on sales. They're like, you're done with the podcast. It's not working. Go on sales. <laughs> okay, cool. Fair so now a podcast is such a long-term game. Like isn't the, the benefit you get are direct maybe, which is like, you know, you're advertising, whatever, or indirect, which is the opportunities you build and the relation. It's, it's, it's not, you can't, you can have, you can have 10 listeners and be one of the most successful podcasts on the world in the world on paper, because you sold $1.7 billion worth of services to those, to six of those people. Right. Like it's not about downloads. It's about like what you're saying. It's about what you're doing with it. The podcast itself is just an entity. But it's about how you're leveraging it, right? So they didn't leverage it. Um, I could have, but once again, um, do sales, make us money. Podcasts don't make us money, right? So I leave that job. Good opportunity. I learned how to run, how not to run a digital business, how to run one. I'm talking. I was talking to somebody today. They're like, I'm talking to them about cold email, and they're like, Don't you need help? I'm like, Dude, I do know that. It's like I did. This company was successful in closing people off of cold emails, like. That was a success. The company was terrible, but the but that strategy works. So I t- I take that. I always have that. I always know how to use Gmailius and set up sequences and all that stuff. So there's a ton of game that I took. And then, um, funny enough, I missed some emails one day. I got burnt out from this company, and they were like, "You got to talk to this life coach because you're going out of control or something like that." Because I slept in, so I was like, "Okay." So I talked to the guy, get to the end of the call. The company paid for this call. And then he says, hey, man, I think you got to do music and podcasts. I think you got to do your own. <laughs> and I go, you know what, Tim? I agree with you. I'm going to quit this job. <laughs> so they that backfired, too. There's a lot that backfired in this company. Um, they basically taught me how to do a bunch of stuff, paid for me to learn all of it. And then paid for me to leave it was it was like couldn't have been better um and people would say like oh the company was so bad the leadership was so bad i'm like yeah like i it's sometimes it's better to do a not to-do list than a to-do list right so sometimes it's better to know what not to do and in new york as well that was in new york yeah so i worked for 30 days in person four hour commute two hours there two hours back uh car to bus to walking so it was oh my god five in the morning you know get up at four in the morning four thirty five get on the bus by six six thirty that's a one hour and 20 minute bus ride with no traffic then a then you get to port authority and a 30 minute walk to the office right and i'm talking park ave manhattan this shit is legit dude like i'm i think i'm balling i'm up there on a rooftop like follow your dreams man like you know working for this terrible company but I thought it was great. I was having a great time because like the founder would put me up on the put us up on the roof and like want to record a podcast with aviators and like try to look cool and like talk about social media influencers. And dude, you couldn't make it up like it wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for anything. <laughs> and I hope this guy's doing well now. He He's sounds to like a Jake Paul like fucking uh dude it's one of those literally literally if they if this guy had now like the paul brothers they have super crazy social 
skills and stuff like that, like on camera, mm-hmm. like this guy had no on camera. Like he was just so boring, so viciously in his own world and narcissistic and just so boring. He doesn't understand perspective, but like totally could have killed it in a lot of areas because mm-hmm. of his knowledge and his kind of mindset. Um, but yeah, so it was a great experience. So that's February. I leave. I'm like, I'm done. March comes around. I said, I'm going to try to get a client, you know? <laughs> so I'm on Upwork again, right? I was on Upwork a year and a half before this to get this job. Now I'm on Upwork again. Pandemic hits. I go, perfect. I'll be on LinkedIn every day. No problem. That's what I'll do. Like my art art side of me just died. And my analytical side and business side just grew. And I just stuck to that side of it and just kept going, man. Just kept going on Upwork, kept connecting with people on LinkedIn, kept trying to figure out, is this podcast thing feasible? I call these guys who do this, right? Direct competition, right? Uh, Apparently. They're like giving me game. They're like, no, we do packages the other guy does per episode, right? Like, I'm just getting all this game. Literally, this guy who launched Celebrity Podcast called me and was like, I never do this, but you're confident. You have a lot of confidence, and I think you're crazy, so I'll talk. (laughs) So I got lucky in a lot of ways, like talking to these people. And so that's kind of the beginning of the business. I didn't have struggles other than trying to figure out if this was going to work. And I got a call out of the blue one day after a few months of LinkedIn, right? So still pandemic, probably June, July, 2020. And this guy says, you're the podcast guy, right? I'm like, yes, sir. And (laughs) we still to this day, have no idea how he got my number. That was my first contract. It was a hundred million dollar door-to-door sales company. I don't think I signed any NDAs, but whatever. It's a hundred million dollar door-to-door sales company funding a smaller company who they hired a CEO to run. And And that company paid for the podcast to be started. So the podcast was with these B-list celebrities to help promote their pain relief product, right? And once again, dude, I'm working with people who don't understand content. If they would have had an ads person, if they would have had 5K in ads, if they paid me more than that, if they would have just thrown the same amount of marketing, this podcast would probably be top 100 right now. Like if it had the right leadership, you know? So I, I, I always said as well in terms of like, doubling down on actual advertising and being able to get like, pinpointed, you know, and this is where you don't like, have to pay for it either. If you do organic, you can freaking murder organic. Like you don't have to yeah. even spend money. Just, you have to just know how one of those systems works. True. Exactly. But I think, you know, you said there, you put it very like politely saying that you got lucky. I don't think you got fucking lucky at all, man. Like as in for context, you've been showing up on LinkedIn, smashing every single day, like as in engaging, like creating leads, creating opportunities and this is what you do, right? So, uh, Luke Matthews, I don't know, do you know him that well? Uh, personally, oh, when yeah. I see him. So he put I him... always try to roast him in some way, one way or another. So. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he's an interesting character. He's a funny dude, to be fair. Funny. He, um, he put up a post the other day, and, and this is very important for anyone that's listening. So, I were always on my LinkedIn, and I'm always on my LinkedIn. And the reason why is this. I don't have the exact numbers now, but he was going on about how LinkedIn is by far the best platform for generating revenue. The reason why is because the average salary of a user is exceptionally high. It's you know it's, it's crazy high. It could be like sixty, seventy thousand dollars, right? For the average for, for the average user. For the and for the world, that's a lot of money. exactly. Um, everyone there is for in inverted commas business, right? Uh, so business in, in some shape shape or form. Also, 
there's only 1% of people that are actually posting and engaging with people. And because of that, we have 99% of people who are onlookers, okay, who just look around. They, they, still, they, they still lurk, but they still utilize the services. Yeah. If you're a brand, you're looking for people to help you. If you're an individual, you're looking to be helped by someone, okay? So as a result, this creates this fucking pool of opportunity whereby you compare that to Instagram, you have everyone posting ass and abs. Everyone's trying to get their face in front of everyone, show you my beautiful lifestyle. Oh, here's me in Ibiza. Here's me living in fucking New York, right? And as a result, it, 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 the, the penetration rate is really low. Okay, it, it, It's incredibly low because we can't actually get that throughput. And you never know, is your content working on LinkedIn? And then just today, I had a, I had a very interesting um, example of this. So, like, as I mentioned to you earlier, like, I'm recording five podcasts in five days. I'm absolutely shagged. I'm so tired. I'm very, very low um, on cows at the moment, dieting really hard. And I was like, you know what? I won't bother putting up a post today. And I put, I put a post every day. And I was like, I won't bother putting up a post. And I was trying to write one. And my head was fried. And I was like, oh, God, what am I doing? Put out a post. Put it through Grammarly. It was nice. Whatever. Put it up. About, it was about LinkedIn, about building out LinkedIn. About 20 fucking minutes later, I had an invite straight away for a meeting for Monday morning. I did it one post, it took me 15 minutes straight away, a meeting straight out of it. And this has been the course for my stuff for the last month, two months, three months, four months. Now, you get into these free consultation calls, some of them dive, some of them do well, some of them are slow. Uh, what's the term in sales? It's like a, they're not near to buy, but they're, they're the potential like longer what term. Grant Cardone would say is everybody's a buyer. Yeah, yeah. So but, he would say, some people would say, why are you wasting your time on this person? He would say, they're a buyer. And, and that's exactly it. So even if they're not going to buy right now, but I just thought that was an interesting perspective, especially for this call today, is the fact that like, you know, you could put all this time into other platforms, but I think LinkedIn is the one that you can crack some serious amount of cash out of. It's like, it's like a fucking hatch, man. I wouldn't be analogy. here without it. Like, I just, I kind of think back so, like, what did I think I was doing? Like, did I think I was doing this, that I was going to make get clients from this? Like, I, the craziest experience, I've had a few of them. Um, even recently, I've had a few of them. But the craziest experience was getting on a call with somebody, was them adding me on LinkedIn. No message, just adding me. I messaged them. Hey, what's going on? Tell me about what you do so I can learn more about your business and refer people to you, whatever. My intro message, right? Generic probably i don't even i didn't even send it a message and yeah that's my my intro message is tell me about what you do i can refer people to you who would I'm say steal that? That. who would say <laughs> steal it it's the best and um and i will like i have a crm like i have the list of the companies like if i need xyz then i go to your name and i refer you um so i sent that message they said he said hey uh we're actually looking to start a podcast can we talk i'm like yeah here's the link get on the link no script, right? No slides, nothing. It's these two guys. They're telling me about their idea for their podcast, what they're going to do. I say, you know the deal. You do this every day. Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? Who's going to do that? You guys have planning, preparation, um, production, and promotion, right? The four P's of podcasting, what I call it, right? Who's doing all this work? You're going to record. Are you going to do anything else? So the gears are turning in their minds. We get off the call. All right, Ryan, we'll let you know. The next day, how do we move forward? 5K right there. I don't know these guys. I talked to them for 30 minutes. They asked me about what I'm doing. I said, I'm in my parents' garage. I'm running this company. I'm trying to help people launch podcasts, right? They they trusted me because of my story, because of my energy, because of the questions that I asked. That 
that is possible and you can do that every single day right and so 100% like i wouldn't be here without linkedin even my first podcast launch with our podcast launch system that we made i was doing this ad hoc like i didn't have a system so we developed a system five call system brought brought a podcaster through it at cost this is a guy that i talked to 6 months before 6 months later he calls me hey i'm going to launch a podcast can you give me some tips I'm like, dude, yeah, like do this, do this, do that. A month go by, goes by, he doesn't launch it. I say, dude, how about I give you the $5,000 package for 1500 bucks? All you got to do is just go through it and launch your show. Yep, no problem. He brings in another one. That guy, we close in 5K in 30 minutes, right? Because he trusts that original host. So yeah, man, like that's literally that's a crazy, guy man. I to six months before. And then you have the complete opposite end of the spectrum is the guys who I'd literally talked to for 30 minutes who didn't know me from some random guy on the street. And this doesn't happen every day. Like I said, and I told, I told you off camera, like what we're going through right now, which is a cycle of business. It's just no emotion. Just it's a cycle of business. You're not going to get a post and a lead every day, Darren. And that lead might be terrible. That person might want to just waste 30 minutes there. You know, I know when I get on the call with somebody in the first 30 seconds, if they're going to yeah. launch a podcast or not. 100%. And so it's not, we're not saying that it's post lead close every time. That's, that doesn't happen, right? Like the grand LinkedIn back to the LinkedIn influencer, it's magic. Like, Luke Matthews is doing work, dude. Like he's really, and he's doing posts that with selfies. So more people see it. Like, I don't believe in that approach. I have a different approach. Like everybody has their own way, but. Pop up. 100% man, yeah. man, man, 100%. That is fucking crazy though. Like let's take even a small bit into that because like, yeah. So when you're nurturing this and building it out, like what's kind of your tactic? Like, what would you advise people we, we can abstract from podcasting because we're using that as an anchor because we're probably both yeah. doing that in, 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 different, in different examples. But if you're going to get on, start this online business, it's going to be service-based. You're going to do some sort of agency or some sort of shit like that. How do you do it? So first you got to decide who. I think the who is, I think it's more important. This is the thing. Some people will tell you, your ideal prospect only sell to them. No, you can't do that when you're starting. You can't do that that in the beginning. You got to bend. Keep it in mind. Just do it as a, like a, not a public thing, but as in your head, who's resonating more with me personally. Right. And just keep that in mind because that will show you down the line. And then you'll have five clients. You'll map out who these five clients are, age, demographic, psychographic. Right. And then you'll have it. Like the market will just tell you that per who that ideal prospect is. But I think just keeping it in the back of your head is super important, right? Because you're you're looking at where I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna sell to more people. I'm actually gonna sell to less people over time, meaning a let I'm gonna sell to a more specific version of a human being over time. So keep that in mind, like keep that in mind as your mindset, right? And these are things that I didn't do. So that's why I'm giving this advice. Because I think it would have helped me out a little bit if I would have I, I tried to go into niches, but I never really fell into one because I didn't want to come in and I thought I was letting people, other people go, right? You also don't know what's the best one in there though because like for instance, like you were discussing there about like uh, real estate investors or, or finance professionals beforehand, right? 
if you just get stuck in one that you're just pissing in the wind and you pick bear in mind if you're literally like putting your finger outside and be like this is where i'm going yes that's when that's when you're no, screwed you have, right? but, exa- yes yes you want to have the actual data like now i have data to back it up and go we yeah. took a person just like you and did this right and so this is the this is the ideal. Now I talked to somebody. I got an hour of coaching yesterday for free from a gentleman that I met on LinkedIn that was probably worth ten thousand dollars. And that's another side benefit of LinkedIn that we can talk about. But what he said is he's like, you want to be, you don't want to be the Gary V of X. He said you don't want the gen, you don't need the general public to know who you are. You need that industry. You need to be the guy in that industry to do that thing, right? So if they go real estate investment podcast, right? I don't want to be Grant Cardone of podcasting. I want to be the very specific, the Chris Walker, the demand gen guy or whatever, right? I want to be a ver- in a variable because the even the other industries will want you because mm-hmm. they'll look at your success and, and they'll sell it for you. They'll go, you did it in real estate investing. Can you do it in syndication? Yeah, dude, it's like, it's like it's like apples to apples, dude. So people think that they casting the wide net is the best approach. If you cast a smaller net, you'll still bring in people from other industries because they'll respect you for the work that you've done, not just because they're not going to write you off because you did it in one industry and then you they're not going to think you can't do it in a parallel industry. Mm-hmm. Um because they're most people are buying on, you know, personality honestly like in our business right somebody might vibe with you more i think they should work with you instead of me because if they really identify with you more that's that's a lot of what happens so i'm kind of giving like a little bit all over the place advice here no no, I don't no not at all though man because no because like it, it, sorry to interrupt you but it, it just it just depends on that it's nice to have that kind of variability and i'll give you a good example so my podcast is always you know careers for young, for young people right put, put it blindly very very simple career advice for young people yep. Um, so I, I would have a lot of the people that I mentor or coach would be young people. And I used to think that this was going to be an unprofitable business. Bear in mind. I was like, oh, look, you know, it's gonna be very difficult to get people, man. I remember someone's, oh, hold on. Sorry. I remember someone saying to me being like, I can't imagine anyone putting their hand in their pocket to get career advice at this, at, at a young age to someone that's young. And I was like, I'm going to fucking show you. I didn't mean that in a resentful way, but I, I was like, if it if the service is good enough, right? So I had this ICP. So I knew who my ideal customer was. It was pretty obvious. All the data from my podcast shows who they are. Same age, demographic, predominantly male. And most recently, someone reached out to me who was head of sales, 10 years experience, uh, head of you know business development, whatever. And was like, look, I know you do a lot of work with young people. Can you give me a help with uh, a lot of CV work and interview work and interview prep? And I was like, of course I can, because I've done it for a certain segment of people. The skills, the benefits are all transferable. The processes are the same. The Google Drive is the same. The templates are the same. We just need to do a small bit of, bit of, bit of um, adjustment. And what I need to do is 25 minutes prep beforehand. I need to check what is it that we're looking here? Where's the industry average? Where's the, where's the money going? Where's the money flowing? Where's the mines going? Where's the business going? And being able to get that kind of tandem lets me have the confidence. And this is why, in the beginning, you should do everything for free. You should do, if, if, if you have enough liquidity, if you do, right? of course, everyone's scenarios are different. But if you do have enough substance to survive, I would do everything for free. And I remember I did so much fucking shit in the beginning, man. I remember I had like 10, 15 coaching people, 
all at once. And I was giving them all career advice. I was doing like WhatsApp messages. I was doing everything, man. And I was finding all their problems. All the problems for, for careers goes back to the same thing. Young people who are generally uh, educated are unfulfilled, have no purpose, don't have much desire or meaning in what they're doing. Go to large corporations who give them a, give them a petty salary, just, just enough that they'll stay and not enough that they'll be motivated. That's the problem statement. And the solution to that then is going back to uh, going back to basics, man. Figuring out what you want to do, figuring out how to devise this, figuring out how to build that personal brand and get that strategy going. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a it's a mad game, though, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's I did the same thing, man. I did just free free consulting because, like, I didn't know. Once again, same thing to your point. I didn't know if the market was even there because the market yeah. doesn't show itself to you until you're until you try to get in it. Once you're in it, then you can kind of look at it and go, oh, this person's perfect or this person's perfect. Like that person that told you it's not going to work, they just they have no evidence. Obviously, they're not going to tell you it's going to work if they have zero evidence that it could work. So you just went out and got the evidence and then you're like, well, here's all the evidence. Like we have this. We literally have the fingerprints of the guy who did the crime. Like it's all it's right here. We can run it. Let's run it. And we'll find his name and then we'll go chase him down. Like that's that's that step requires you to get in the trenches, get in the shit and do that free work. And I did it too, man. I did so many free consultations to now have the, even now my paid consultations are my case studies, which is amazing. You know, which are my testimonials, which is, I thought it was crazy. People have paid me $500 for 90 minutes. Like how wild is that dude? And and they they love to write about you too. They love to write about you as well and and give you those testimonials. Yeah. Without even me asking, they'll make a post about it, you know? And, Mm. um, it's 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 just crazy, but you don't know you don't have that until you do that initial um, real research, which requires just basically your time. And this is what I've and and you've probably thought about this too, which and I'm a little wary of doing this, but kind of creating resources because listen, my audience is pretty similar oh. to yours, right? My audience Mine is pretty similar. Fucking to words in my mouth. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I don't know if you're going to go in this direction, but it's not careers. It's more of like if you want to do what either of us did and get to that consulting level, can we develop something um, probably a free webinar to start and then funnel it into one to one-on-one. Um, but something that is, cause we have a pretty similar audience. Um, I do have a lot of younger men who are trying to figure out what they want to do. They message me, right? Like they message you and they say, can you help me? And it's not every day. It's once a month, couple of week here and there, people are going, I, Hey, it's crazy what you're doing. How'd you do it? You know, um, so I'm like, it's in the back of my head for sure. Um, hopefully down the line, I'd love to, I'd love to explore that on like, you know, a super basic freelance, you know, rundown course of how to get your first consulting or something like that. So I don't know. We're thinking out loud here, but no, 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 you're, you're dead right. So there's, there's an issue. Okay. Issue is this. My apologies for leaving you hanging there, but we're going to bring part two back on Monday. So I appreciate you tuning into this episode. I hope it was valuable. Um, Make sure to connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, especially if you use the platform. If you don't, hey, maybe you'll get into it. I know we touched on it in this episode. It's enabled me to create a business. And no, this is not a sponsored message. Uh, This is just some advice. If you you do want to start networking and start connecting with people that can elevate your life, uh, people that can give you opportunities, LinkedIn's the place to do that. So um, I'm posting there every single day. 
almost at 10,000 followers, which is just incredible. So thanks for tuning into this episode. Thanks for connecting with me, following and everything. And also thank you for improving your life. Make sure to tune back in next week. This is Bobcast. I'm Sully. Catch you later.